the voice of the Cape, celebrating, bringing you 22 years of community broadcasting. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum to the listeners. Welcome to our metric revision program for Grade 12 Mathematics. I'm with your host, Nadir Abrams. I hope you've all had a lovely weekend and that you are getting ready for the, um, some, to do some work this evening so that you're prepared when you go back to school this week. I just wanted to let you know that last week we went through the content of the Mathematics Paper 2 exam and the week before that, Paper 1. And this week we'll be covering Mathematics mathematical literacy uh, the content for paper one and the content for paper two so we're going to be going through the exam guidelines given to us by the department of education for maths lit this week the content of the mathematical literacy paper is 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 quite different to to pure maths as you might imagine and let's have a look it's it's a three hour paper paper one and paper two about three hour papers and the the key differences between paper one and paper two is that paper one is essentially the easier paper it's, it requires your basic skills it assesses your proficiency of the content and the skills that is required and then paper two is the applications paper uh, it assesses your ability to use both mathematical and non-mathematical techniques, considerations to explore familiar and unfamiliar contexts, and basically paper one is the easier paper and paper two is the harder paper. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And there's different what they call t taxonomy levels. Taxonomy levels can also be, can also call it difficulty levels. So we'll be covering that today. We'll be so we'll be covering the length, the content, um, the difficulty of each paper. And we'll also be covering uh, what type of topics you can expect. So the exact what question one is going to be, what question two is going to be for each paper, as well as the approximate weighting for each section as well. And uh, that's what we're going through today for mass literacy uh, papers. I hope you're excited uh, and you have your pen and paper with you so that you can write down these notes. It's very important because I think when you're going to an, to an exam, you need to have a strategy and you need to know exactly how you're going to be tackling these questions. So, without further ado, let's get started with paper one. Paper one is going to be 150 marks. It has a variety of different um, taxonomy levels. The taxonomy levels, before we actually go to the content, let's, let's look at um, what exactly the taxonomy levels are. So, level one is the knowing type questions. And the second type is the routine procedures, which is level two. And you get multi-step procedures, which is level three. And the in-depth analysis is level four. So the, those are the four different types. Um, I think it's very important to be able to know what exactly those are and what you can expect. So just like pure mass has different difficulty levels, mass literacy also has different difficulty levels, and it's important to be able to, to know what each of these are. So if we go back to the content of, of mathematics paper one, what you can expect is three hour paper, and um, it's 150 marks, and a consistent of between five and eight questions, and to test your basic knowledge of the different topics, and yeah it's like i said it's easier paper and so for this year specifically the paper is going to have five questions one question with, with short context that can be integrated over all the topics and but but only having level one 
level one type questions. And then it's followed by four questions which deal with context relating to each of the following topics. Topics are finance, measurement, maps, plans, and other representations of the physical world, as well as data handling. And as we said, there are five questions. And the first question is more of an integrated type question where it brings a, a variety of topics together, but it consists more of these level one or the knowledge type questions. And then the next part is there will be four questions after the, fir- after the first question, and this consists of finance, measurement, maps, plans, and other representations of the physical world, as well as data handling. Okay, and the fifth question integrates content from all of these topics. And that question is more of your, your ability to apply the theory or to understand the theory. And for for the maths paper one exam, there are the, the first level, there's 60% of it is the level one or the knowledge type questions. Uh, 35% is your routine procedures, so your ability to take the, the theory and just apply it to, in a simple way. And then level 3, or well, 5% is going to be um, level 3 procedures, which are basically multi-step questions. So you really need to, to get a very good mark in paper 1. It's the easier of the two papers. And I think it's really important for you to, to understand that you need to get a good mark, because if you do badly in paper two, um, your paper one can still push up your mark and that's that's why it's been set up in this way. So for paper one, the, in terms of the, the actual content of the paper, question one is going to be about 30 marks, plus minus five marks, and it's short context and it's mixed questions, and it's only level one type questions, as I said before. Question two will most likely be finance, question three, measurement, question four, maps and plans, and question five, data handling. Probability will be dis- dispersed across all the different types, or all, all, all five questions, and where it's appropriate to be used. So, if we elaborate a bit more before we look at finance itself, we'll first look at paper two because the content for paper two and paper one is going to be the same content, but the difficulty for each paper will be different. So, going back to paper two, paper two will basically be an applications type paper and it assesses your ability to use both mathematical and non-mathematical techniques and considerations to explore familiar and unfamiliar contexts. So each question deals with context, drawing integrated content from all the following topics, finance, measurement, maps, plans and other representations of the real world and data handling. The likelihood will be examined in the context of one or more or other questions, and each question can contain more than one context. So, uh, for paper one, we said that that there were sixty percent level one questions, thirty-five percent level two questions, and five percent level three questions. Okay, for paper two, twenty-five percent will be a level two questions. So, being able to take the work and apply it, thirty-five percent will be being able to to do multiple steps with the theory that you have or the conceptual knowledge that you have and then 40% will be level 4 questions which are the hardest questions of mathematical literacy so I mean 40% is quite a big chunk of, of the work and you definitely need to know your concepts and have a good understanding of your concept for your paper too. We are currently covering the mass literacy of paper 1 and paper 2 exams. Let's go down for the content for both papers. So, uh, you'd, like I said before, you need to be able to know 
exactly what's going on for paper one in terms of the level one questions, level two questions, level three questions and level four questions. Remember, as I said before, we have these different uh, topics that are spread across both papers, but the difficulty is the only thing that's different between paper one and paper two. So I'm going to be going through what you can expect for level one type questions, what you can expect for level two type questions, what you can expect for level three and what you can expect for level four. Remember that level one type questions are knowing knowing questions. Level two is applying routine procedures in familiar contexts. Level three is applying multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts. And level four requires reasoning and reflecting. So that's very important. So for financial documents and and tariff systems, if we have a look at that one, that's the first. And financial documents and tariff systems, if we look at that topic, um, level one is knowing. So being able to, to know the questions it consists of, um, let's have a look at the type of examples you can expect for, for level one type questions. Read information directly from electricity bill, name, date of account holder, electricity consumption for the month. You need to be able to, to do that. So you need to be able to look at the electricity bill and be able to, to draw the information from there. Um, show how the total due on the electricity bill has been calculated by adding together all the items on the bill. Show how the VAT value base uh, listed on the electricity bill has been calculated when the total VAT is 14% of the value excluding VAT. That is calculating a direct percentage of an amount. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. You're going to be using that techniques in real life as well. You need to be able to, I mean, when you get the electricity bill, you need to be able to see if it was added up correctly, uh, you know, being see, checking if the name is, is right on the electricity bill, how much you consume, and so on. For level two, applying routine procedures in familiar context. So the level two type questions, you need to be able to use a given formula, show how the amount charged for electricity consumption shown on the bill has been determined, complete the table of values to show the list of various quantities of electricity consumption, use the table of values to construct a graph to represent the cost of electricity consumption and increasing and, and decreasing by a given percentage. So that's just straightforward. If you look at the first example here, use a formula to, to show the electricity has been determined. I mean, they'll give you the formula for that and you'll just need to apply the formula. Complete the table of values to show the cost of various quantity or quantities of electricity consumption. That's also pretty straightforward. And use a table of values to construct a graph. Time goes on the x-axis and the, the kilowatt hours then go on the, on the y-axis. And then being able to increase or decrease by a given percentage. So let's say electricity was now 100 rand. I'm just using an arbitrary example, arbitrary number, 100 rand for simplicity's sake. And let's say electricity went up by 20%, it would now be 120 rand. So being able to increase or decrease by a given percentage. Level three type questions are applying multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts. So being able to replicate the calculations value shown on, on the bill for different for different electricity consumption value without any guiding questions, draw a graph to represent the cost of electricity on a particular electricity system. And then level four is reasoning and reflecting. So choose an appropriate strategy, for example, by tables of values, graphs, and interpreting points of intersection to compare the electricity costs of two different electricity systems and make a decision about which system is the most cost-effective for a user with particular needs.
analyze a, a newspaper article describing proposed increases in, in electricity tariffs and make deductions about implications of these increases for consumers and rework the answer if the initial conditions change. So the, these, I mean, for level four type questions, it really tests your ability to analyze a question or analyze a context and then draw conclusions based on your analysis. Remember that level four type questions are not going to be asked in paper one. It will only be asked in paper two. And level four type questions make up a 40% weighting in the, the math, mathematics paper two exam. So you need to have a really good understanding of, of the work or of the content so let's move on to the next section which is income expenditure profit and loss and statements and budgets we were looking at um, at the different what you can well the different weightings or the different difficulty levels of each topic in terms of the exam for mathematical literacy and we were busy looking at finance and the finance section and I have quite a quite a bit of information over here and I'll, I'll be more than willing to share it on the Facebook page as well so uh, it's important that that you can jot down notes on the show and try and get the notes when it comes out on Monday. So income expenditure, profit and losses, statements and budgets. Uh, for level one type questions, we, do, we need to be able to classify items on income and expenditure statement as fixed, variable and occasional income and expenditure. Show how total income, expenditure and profit or loss values on an income and expenditure statement or budget have been determined. Construct an income and expenditure statement for an individual or household as well as construct a budget for a small household project. So for these, it's going to be, these are going to be level two, construct an income and expenditure statement for an individual household, construct a budget for a small household project. So let's say, for example, you want to renovate your kitchen, hypothetically, you need to be able to drop a budget and determine how exactly it's how much it's going to cost and how much you can afford okay the next the next type is the level three type questions which are the apply which is your ability to apply multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts and you need to be able to construct an income and expenditure statement for a business that that includes a comparison of income and expenditure values over a two-year period construct a budget for a large fundraising event as well as revise the budget if conditions change. So let's say, for example, you drop your budget and you now find out that you have a sponsor and now you can have a bigger budget. So being able to devise your budget, depending on how many or how things change for your budget. Level four type questions, which are going to these are type of questions you're going to speak for paper two, the bulk of paper two, or 40% of paper two, analyze a budget for a household or business and make recommendations as to how the expenditure should be changed to improve finances of the household or business. Compare income and expenditure values for a business or organization over a two-year period and describe the differences and or trends and then the last one is analyze projected versus actual budget values and explain the differences so we, as we were discussing the first one for example analyze a budget for a household or business and make recommendations as to how the expenditure should be changed to improve the finances of the business you'd, you'd basically be um, changing the for example, you, you might see that um, the people, you, you want to renovate your house, and you might see that you realize the geezer might be, you might have chosen a geezer that's too big. So you might decide to go with a smaller geezer. Or you might see that you, the bricks you chose are not good quality bricks, and you'd like to 
you'd actually would need better bricks so the budget would actually increase um, and these are all the types of the, uh, the, these are just small examples of the types of questions you can expect for level 4 type questions in paper 2 for income and expenditure and remember that these are not guaranteed questions that you can ex that you're getting in the exam, but these are these are the type of questions that you can expect. So the, these questions, like for example, being able to edit the budget for a construction for construction work, that's not definitely that's not definitely going to be in the exam. But these are the types of questions you can expect for this specific types of for these types of questions. So finance consists of, consists of more things like cost price and selling price, break-even analysis, interest and bank loans and investments, and as well as inflation, taxation, and exchange rates. So uh, we don't have enough time to cover all of these today. Uh, if I, like I said, I will be putting it in the notes. Um, but before I move on to the next section, which is measurement, I just wanted to say I always work through past papers with my with my students, and taxation always comes in 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 the exam in the final exam. So I'd always recommend my students to know taxation very well. For level one type questions, it, you need to be able to identify the name of the employee listed on a payslip and the month for which the payslip has been issued. You need to be able to identify the employee's monthly salary, state how the employee's taxable income has been determined by refer referring to the salary a deduction value shown on the payslip, define the terms gross pay and net pay deductions, and taxable income shown on a payslip. So that's that's all um, level one type questions, just being able to look at the payslip and read what what each of those terms are and how, the, how your amount that you get at the end of the month gets determined. I think that's a very important life skill, even if you have a part-time job. You need to, or if you have a full-time, well, I mean, once you finish matric or you go to university and you start working, um, you'll, you'll see that this is a very important skill to have, being able to make sure that you are paid correctly. The next thing for taxation is the, the level two type questions, and you need to be able to read tax values from from given income tax deduction tables, identify the income tax bracket for which an individual falls, given a monthly or annual income. So you need to be able to look at the tax table and determine if you're taxed correctly and what bracket you fall into as well, as well as how to calculate the tax yourself. Level 3 type questions is applying multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts. For example, use formally provided on income tax brackets tables to calculate an individual annual and monthly income tax, investigate through calculation how the tax rebate value is determined, and be able to comp calculate compound growth and decline. Level 4 type questions for paper 2 um, you need to be able to compare income tax tables over different financial periods and explain how an individual's tax money tax may have changed from one period to another, investigate the effect that an increase in salary has on increased tax payments, analyze graphs showing changes in income tax over different time periods and explain differences. So for example, a good example of a level four type question would be your boss is offering you a promotion and you might find that you just fall over into the next tax bracket. You might decide to negotiate a higher amount with your boss. You might ask your boss for a slightly lower amount, depending so that you can strategically place yourself well in within the tax bracket there or that that would give you the most amount of money to bring home. So yeah, that requires your ability to look at the tax table and determine and calculate your annual tax and your monthly tax and use that to determine what would be the best 
tax bracket for you to be in strategically. So the next part is exchange rates. That's pretty straightforward, and we can you can cover that. You can have a look at those on the notes in the notes coming out on Monday or tomorrow. The next thing that we're going to be covering is measurements. So measurements, uh, another big section. They always ask you. I mean, this has to be a measurement question. Um, so measurement consists of conversions, measure length, weight, volume, and temperature, perimeter and area and volume, um, being able to deal to work with time, uh, more measure time, being able to to use the scale. So, for example, they might give you plans, and you need to be able to to picture how big, to be able to scale the plans up or scale the plans down, depending. And then we have map work. Map work's a part of mass literacy. I think, I mean, if you're doing geography, the map map work section of the, of the mass literacy exam is really easy. And then the last one for, for measurement, actually no, it's not the last one. Um, you need to be able to identify the scale of a plan, being able to de- define you're able to define terms, so being able to look at the plan and say, okay, these are windows, these are the rooms, being able to measure the dimensions of a plan, so you need to be able to, to look at the area of a room, for example, on the plan and being able to see what the size of that the room is going to be in real life. And then the last one is being able, being able to use models. So models are mathematical representations or drawings of structures in the real world. And you need to be able to look at a model and build a given table, build a model using a given table of the dimensions or given a net cutout. So, for example, they might give you, let's say we're looking at a cube. They might give you the net of the cube and they'll ask you what type of shape is this. Or you need to be able to decide on an appropriate scale to build a model to make a 2D drawing using the scale to determine the dimensions and complete the project. And then the next part is data handling. So data handling is your statistics, so being able to develop questions and collect data, being able to classify and organize data, and being able to measure data and summarize data as well as represent data. That's pretty straightforward. Just looking at the topic, the subsections of data here, I'd say that the the most, not the most important, but some of the, the ones that I see a lot in past exams is developing questions and collecting data. So being able to read information directly from a questionnaire, for example, the name of the organization for which the questionnaire is being conducted, complete, being able to complete the questionnaire, that's pretty easy, I think, being able to complete it questionnaire. Uh, level 2 type questions would be conduct a given questionnaire survey with a group of people. Um, level 3 type questions would be applying multi-step procedures for a variety of contexts. Decide on appropriate questions to include on a questionnaire survey. Construct and then conduct the survey. And then level 4 is critique the questions and layout of a questionnaire survey. So for example, a class, the classic example of a layout and, and the types of other way questions are asked in a survey is using double negatives. So do you not not think this is a good idea? And double negatives are always very confusing and those are best avoided when you're trying to get good answers out of your respondents for your survey. Um, also in data handling, you can expect graphs. So being able to classify and organize data, being able to sort data from the smallest to biggest, uh, well, so, so for classifying organizing data, level or level one type questions are being able to sort 
data from smallest to biggest, count the number of values in the data set, state the difference between categorical and numerical data, discrete and continuous data, read information from frequency tables, and so on and so forth. And yeah, the frequency table is something that, it's, I mean, that's quite easy as well to look at. Then on the x-axis, you might have uh, specific values. It's a shoe size of, let's say, looking at the number of the shoe size of learners in a class. Then you'd, on the x-axis, you'd have shoe size, or on the y-axis, you'd have the frequency. And frequency tables are well, because that's, that's just for a graph, and for frequency tables, it's, it's even easier. For level two type questions, being able to sort data according to two categories, sort a set of data separately for males and females, uh, com- complete a frequency table, complete a given frequency table, com- calculate the percentage values to represent the relative sizes of different categories of data, and when given, that's level two, so then level three, when given a, a set of, a raw set of data, sort the data, decide on appropriate intervals if necessary, and construct a frequency table to organize the data. If necessary, use the frequency table to draw an appropriate graph to represent the data. Um, I say data, some people say data, it all depends on, on you and how you want to say data or data. And the last one is, make a deduction about whether uh, these are level 4 type questions, again these are only asked in paper, paper 2, make a deduction about whether information cl- collected information is biased or valid based on the structure of the instrument used to collect the data and the way in which the data was collected. Explain with justification whether data is discrete or continuous and analyze data, organizing tables and make decisions about trends in data. So, for example, make a, the first one, make a deduction about whether data collected, in, whether collected information is biased or valid based on the structure of the instrument and used to collect the data and the way in which data was collected. So an example of that would be collecting data in a specific area only as opposed to collecting data. So for example, uh, for, for this level, for level four type question would be, we want to know how many people in an area go to mosque. So obviously if we go to a Muslim area, we'd get a good, we'd have a higher response rate for people that go to mosque. And if we went to a non-Muslim area, obviously, or an area that consists of less Muslims, the response rate might be lower. So that's why it's important to have a good structure and when you collect your data, to collect it in, an, in, a, in a way that allows you to get a better understanding or a better picture of what you're trying to investigate or what you're trying to understand. So, yeah, that, that was an example I could think of off the top of my head. The next the next section would then I, I would then look at is probability. Probability, as you said before, is going to be spread out across the different sections and across the different topics and these are going, these are ability so let's look at level one type questions identify the percentage chance of rain for a particular town from a weather report in a newspaper state the meanings associated with probability eg if for example event or outcome and so let's say it's been it hasn't rained in cape town for the past six months or the past years, just for an example, um, calculate the probability that it will rain within the next. Okay, let's let's look at Cape Town for example. We haven't had rain for for the past few winters, or the past two or three winters, and so we can look at what's the probability of having rain the next winter, based on historical data. Um, this might be the new norm. 
Um, yeah, so level one questions is basically just looking at previous information or looking at the, the looking at historical data and being able to see or make predictions based on that. Level two type questions would be applying routine procedures in familiar context, so express the probability of an event using fraction, percentage, or decimal or decimal notation, identify all particular outcomes for a particular event. So, for example, you want to know what's the probability of rolling a one if you in if you have a dice. Um, you uh, you want to know what's the probability of rolling a one. The probability is then one. There's only one. No, no, one, one on a dice. And so, and there's six outcomes. So the probability of getting a one is one out of six. Or uh, getting a king out of a deck of cards, the probability is four, because there are four kings out of an average deck of 52 or 54 playing cards. The next example for level two is whether or not particular rainfall prediction indicates that it's more or less likely to rain. Okay, so covered level one type questions, we covered level two type questions. Now we'll be looking at level three type questions, which is applying multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts. So we're going to conduct an experiment to compare the experimental probability of an event to its theoretical probability. So as a, the dice example that I used before was one out of six because there's a one, one on a dice and there are six outcomes. So we might roll the dice and we see that, oh, the first time I, I, I didn't get a one. And the, the, the second time, or the third time, and then you might roll the dice a hundred times and you didn't get a one. And so that's that's what you call the, theory, the the experimental probability, and the one out of six is the theoretical probability. So what you expect to get versus what you actually get. And so then the next example is identify appropriate values from a given t table of data values. For example, on motor vehicle fatalities in South Africa, and express the b b probability of certain events shown in the table. So that might give you a table of of how many people died on the roads in South Africa and that will give you from there you can then calculate what's the probability of you dying on the road in South Africa. Quite a morbid example I must say. Um, but anyway, that's what the Department of Education gave us. Develop a game involving probability and play the game with another learning class. Design simple contingency tables and use them to calculate probabilities. Draw TD diagrams and use them to calculate probabilities. So being able to draw contingency tables, um, that's quite that's quite straightforward. And TD diagrams are even easier than contingency tables. And then the last one, level four type questions for reasoning and reflecting. Uh, the example that we use over here is analyze a table of rainfall data for a town and make predictions about the chance of rain in that town during the particular month of the year. Explain whether explain whether the statement, if I take the same lottery numbers every week that my chance of winning will increase, makes sense. I don't recommend gambling though, but we are looking at probability over here. Critique the use of references to probability values in newspaper articles. Analyze a table showing risk and risk assessment profiles of people in different age groups and explain why particular age groups are classified as higher risk than others. And then the last example here is analyze a game involving probability and make a deduction about the fairness of the game. So that's it. That's um, that's probability. So just to recap the the, the different topics that, that we have for, for the the popular ones we have a, I made a list over here. So some of the familiar topics are financial documents and tariff systems, 
looking at household bills, shipping documents, shopping documents, banking documents, household budgets, documents relating to the workplace, small business finance, municipal bills and telephone bills. Um, and then we're looking at income and expenditure, profit to loss, and um, income statements, budgets, cost price and selling price, break-even analysis. So break-even analysis is usually used for small business, for subsistence farming, for tariff systems like electricity, telephone, rental options, etc. Interest loans and bank investment, interest loans and investments, inflation, taxation, exchange rates, and then you get being able to okay. So that was that was for finance, and as we said before, finance is going to be the. Um, which is, is going to be question two. Then question three is going to be measurement. So let's have a look at the measurement examples that, that we can look at. Um, conversions, being able to do household, be, sorry, being able to to take conversions if, and apply it for your household, school and wider community projects like baking, cooking, catering, etc. So working with ratios. Measure length and length, weight, volume, and temperature. Being able to parameter area and volume for baking, cooking, catering, building, etc. Um, being able to to look, to work with time, household time for your household, school, community projects, baking, cooking, catering, building, etc. Maps and scales. Being able to look at maps showing a seating plan or a layout of a classroom or a restaurant, layout of buildings and sports fields, layout of stores and shopping centers, seating plans, street maps with and without grid references, national and provincial roads and rail maps, strip charts showing distance on a portion of the road, elevation maps like, for example, the Comrades Marathon route, and residential or housing estate maps. Being able to work with plans and uh, instruction and assembly diagrams containing words or pictures, also context covered in maps and scales. Okay, and then the last one is models, so packaging containers, fruit, good, fruit juice containers, chocolate boxes, etc. Being able to work with those models. And then we have classifying, organizing data, summarizing data, representing data. And that consists of tests and exam results, school reports, school sports results, national and provincial health statistics, education statistics, accidents, population growth, historical inflation, and growth charts for babies and children. These are ones I've seen a lot in in data handling, uh, especially the uh, growth rates for babies and children. And then the last one is probability. Remember, the probability is, is expressed throughout paper one and paper two. Well, both all the topics are the same for both. Just the difficulty level is different, different between paper one and paper two. And the probability is expressions of probability or prediction, and being able to evaluate expressions of probability. For example, games with coins and dice, weather prediction. Um, national lottery, gambling scenarios, uh, wild, uh, um, risk assessments, so insurance, insurance uh, risk assessments, and newspaper articles. Okay, so that's basically it for for the mathematics exam, um, for for, paper, for mathematical literacy exam. Uh, um, yeah, so paper, like I said before, question one is going to be 30 marks plus minus, and question two is, and these are only going to be, well, sorry, let me just state it again. So paper one, 
is going to be question one. Uh, question one is going to be a variety of questions or integrated questions, it's short context. But question two is going to be finance. Question three is going to be measurement. Question four, maps and plans. And question five, data handling. And that's going to be the same for both. For paper two, though, we're only going to be getting four or five questions, and all the contexts have mixed questions. So a concerted, if, and a concerted effort will be made to place the questions in order of difficulty. However, it must be noted that difficulty is subjective as well. Yeah, so for paper two, it gets the easier questions are going to be placed first, and then it gets harder throughout as you go along. But that's subjective, and it's not guaranteed, but that is a higher likelihood that that's the way it will be set up. We've covered most of the work so far, and we're just going through the probability section of the exam. And like I said before, probability will be stretched across a wide variety of questions. It will be stretched throughout paper one and paper two. So don't forget that in terms of location or allocation of difficulty, paper one is going to be 60% knowing type questions. Level two, uh, it's going to be 35% level two type questions, which are applying routine procedures in familiar contexts. Um, for it's going to be five percent applying routine procedures, multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts. So remember, paper one, you really need to get a very, very good mark if your math literacy mark is weak at the moment. Then for paper two, no knowing type questions, there's no theory, no straight of theory questions for paper two, um, which are actually sixty percent of paper one. Uh, for paper two, it's twenty-five percent uh, being able to apply routine procedures in familiar contexts. 35% applying multi-step procedures in a variety of contexts and 40% reasoning and reflecting. And that's basically it for the paper. I mean, we've covered everything now. What you can, uh, We're just going to be looking at like ways you can study for mass literacy. And the best way to study for mass literacy is either to get a study guide or to get a good study guide is the study and master study, uh, study guide or the answer series for mass literacy. Or if you can't, if you don't, if you can't afford to buy a study guide, um, just download some past papers. I put a whole lot of past papers available that are available on my website, intuntutoring.co.za. And um, yeah, I know a lot of people that have switched from mathematics to mathematical literacy, and they struggle with that, with the attitude change, or you know, the 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 change from from mathematics to math literacy. Uh, because it has such a different approach for paper two, for for paper one, and, and paper two, I guess. Um, but because the approach is so different from mathematics to mathematical literacy, a lot of students struggle to make the adjustment. So I always recommend students, especially in grade twelve, to to get a tutor and to, to you know have a mentor and make sure that you can really push yourself and, and get a good mark. Remember, just because you're doing mass literacy doesn't mean that it's going to be easy and you really need to work hard and put in that time and effort to make sure that you really get the mark that you'd, that you'd like to achieve and you can, get a, you, can, you can get a B, you can get an A. It's definitely achievable. Students come to me with 10% sometimes or 20%, 30% and at the end of it, at the end of the trick, they graduate with an A, a B, or, I mean, okay, not really C's, but uh, sometimes it depends. But most of my students really get a massive improvement, a massive jump once I explain to them how you just need to change your attitude towards mathematics.
and I need to well, and I I need to change your attitude towards mathematical literacy, and going into your exam with a strategy. So now that I've given you this information, you can now strategize. Look, I need to get a good mark for paper one. I need to get a very good mark for paper one, and I need to get a that, and that will pull up my mark for paper two if paper two is my weakness. And vice versa, or if your paper two is your good, you, you're good at paper two, but you're not as good as paper, at paper one, remember to work hard at paper two. And um, yeah, that's basically my advice for you today um, for the mathematics and mathem- well, for the mathematical literacy papers for paper one and paper two. And you know what to, what to expect when you go into the exam. And if you need, if you need to get um, some help, you know, you can just WhatsApp me. And um, my number is 0827059913. It's 0827059913. Um, my name is Nathir Abrams. You can just give me a call. You can just WhatsApp me and um, send me a picture of the, of the question you're struggling with. And I will do my best to, to send the answer back to you as soon as I can. And yeah, that's it for, for this week. You know what to you know what to expect for mathematical mathematical literacy for your paper one and paper two exam. These notes will be available on the Voice of the K Facebook page um, tomorrow. So don't forget about that. And uh, that's it from me, Nadir Abrams. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM.